Welcome to Eyes West, the podcast for movers looking for a new place to live in the American West and the connections to get it done. Here's your host, Dick Crawford. Welcome indeed. This is Dick Crawford, and that introduction was from today's guest, Brian Arakelian from Portland, Oregon, and Vancouver, Washington. Brian and I have trained in the same network for years, and we truly enjoy our work as realtors in the American West. Uh, so, Brian, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing great. You know, I, I love living in the port, uh, in the Portland and the Northwest, so uh, just being here always makes it a good day. Ah, excellent, excellent. Hey, before we get started, uh, just to let everyone in on a little tidbit about Brian, Brian plays guitar, and he has entertained us on a few occasions over the years at our various events. Uh, there have been some after-dinner sessions with people from all over the country. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, just one more benefit of um, of being in a network of solid realtors who know how to have a good time. So thank you, uh, thank you for that, Brian. All the entertainment over the years, your musicality has come in uh, come in real handy for us. We appreciate that. Well, it's even more fun when I can pull people in and and uh, kind of force them to sing and and uh, give them <laughs> give them give them the chance to let us know what they've got going on. Yeah, and you've got a pretty decent catalog, so it's, it made it made, makes it a lot of fun. Thanks. All right. Well, let's just jump right in. Uh, tell me about yourself and how you run your business up there in the Northwest. Well, you know, one thing different about me being uh, not just from here now, but I, I'm actually a native Californian. I grew up, uh, lived there for 40 years. I was first licensed in California a little over 31 years ago. And uh, in 1993, as much as I loved California, I also realized that it really wasn't going to be the best place for my future, and I started researching possible places to live and eventually decided that Portland was the place. So I got my license uh, while I was still in California, got that, secured that. Then uh, when I moved to Oregon, I could hit the, the ground running uh, in real estate. And I really only knew a handful of people here, so um, restarting my career was <laughs> truly a restart uh, after doing four years of real estate in California. So... Uh, um, it, it did turn out that Portland is a real friendly town, a friendly city, and, um, you know, I I got it going. But uh, as far as my business goes, I, I didn't – it's interesting. I didn't really enjoy the business uh, when I first got into it. I wasn't um, really pointed in a good direction, I don't think. And, and it, was, it was in 1999 that I got involved with coaching through Brian Feeney, who we both know uh, well, and his great company. So – Here's what was important. No one had ever taught me that I could build a referral business through relationships until then. Uh, it's yeah. funny, looking, looking back, it seemed pretty natural to do that, uh, and I'm very relational by nature. Um, my background was in the service industry. I worked in fine dining for a number of years. My, my family was in the restaurant business, and, and I loved it. Um, but, you know, getting into real estate, you know, it's you know, people always talk about sales and that kind of thing. So making and understanding the distinction between selling to people and serving people, uh, which is what I learned with Buffini, that was what really made the difference. And I literally tripled my business in one year and truly enjoyed it for the first time. Oh, that's excellent. See, that's a great phrase, enjoying it. Uh, that's what it's all about. If you do something you enjoy, it's really not work. And uh, I think it's received a whole lot better, definitely. 
Well, tell me about the environment and the climate up there. Uh, what's the elevation? Are you, you're not on the coast, but are you fairly uh, low elevation? Yeah. Um, when I first uh, moved here, I looked at all that stuff, and I still remember it said 273 feet. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. And I that's grew like, up in that's like the bluffs in Costa Mesa. Yeah. So it's. It, it, it's funny. It, we have a lot of mountains around us, so it sort of feels like you're higher up, but you're not. Uh, and because we're not that high, it's it's pretty temperate. Uh, and it, it, for the people that you know, they think we're on the coast. We're not really on the coast, but it's not it's not too far to get there. You can get there in about an hour and a half. It's about seventy miles. And and being in the northwest, though, you're uh, of course you've got the uh, um, the latitude going for you. You're you're further north. Uh, so what's the what's the general climate? Um, you know, in, at different parts of the year. Well, it's um, I would say by uh, national standards, you would you would call it temperate. Um, now, being from California, to me, it um, it feels um, a little more. Uh, I don't want to say re- really really cold. It's it's a little colder, but we do have cold days in Southern California. Sure. I still say we because I'm always going to be a native Californian. <laughs> okay, uh, but uh, but you know we've got um, we've got two major rivers that are running through the, the city, and and you've got uh, green everywhere with all the the hills and the mountains and trees and stuff. So um, y- we get the rain. Uh, everybody knows about our rain. Uh, we will hit maybe a couple of days in the winter time where we might get a little bit of snow, but it doesn't stick around very long. Uh, summers here are um, pretty warm. We we get a couple of hot days, but um, um, it, interestingly, I mean, if you look at a lot of houses here uh, that were built, you know, several decades ago, they were never built with air conditioning. And um, still today, you you find a lot of houses on the market that are being sold that don't have air conditioning. You might need it maybe three weeks out of the year, but um, wow. but we do have seasons, and that's one thing I really appreciate about it uh, here. You know, in, in Southern California, uh, it, was, it was really nice to have the sun all the time and all that. But it, for me, it just it got to the point where it just felt like it was the same thing much of the time. And so I really got to where I, I appreciated having some kind of a seasonal change. And, um, you know, summer is pretty glorious, but uh, I really, really like early fall here as well. Huh, very good. And, and what's the uh, what's the vibe uh, in town? I I think there's a college nearby. Are there? And I think there's a tech industry in Portland in general. What's the vibe in Portland? Well, there's there are actually a couple of colleges in town, but it really does not feel like a college town here. It, it, it feels like a like a city. Um, now, you know, I, I tend to compare things to my experience living in LA. So it's much much smaller. I mean, we when I moved here, we were probably a little. I think the city was about half a million, and the metro area was a little over a million. It's it's over two million now, um, but it it feels like um, um, less competitive. Uh, definitely a a good pace, but an easier pace than uh, than LA. Uh, so you know, there's plenty to do, but it just doesn't feel as um, immediate. I guess is is a way to put that. Uh, you know. It, it turns out to be a great fit for me. I wanted I wanted a place that had uh, enough to do, but uh, you know the the pace being a little easier really does feel more comfortable to me. Uh, but as far as uh, you know, like tech, you you go out to Hillsboro, which is west of, of Portland, 
and a couple other areas where they have some tech, but most of it's in Hillsborough, and you have things like Intel out there. Uh, and then, of course, Nike's in Beaverton. So different parts of the town uh, seem to have uh, that kind of a, a culture or, uh, um, you know, like computer society, so to speak, sure. out there more than here. Um, Portland is pretty diverse. I was just going to say, it, it sounds like there's uh, there's some good choices there, depending upon what what uh, area of town you you want to land in. So that's that's good. That's very good. Well, how about some popular activities? What uh, what do people do uh, during the year? You know, for for fun and such. Yeah. Well, I mean, for the for the bigger events, you know, of course we have museums and that kind of stuff. But we have a, a lot of the major concerts that are on the circuits that tour the country, and they come through here. But we have a lot of really, um, really nice, smaller, more intimate venues, and uh, that's that's the kind of thing I like because you, you connect more with uh, the performer on stage, and the acoustics are usually much better because you don't have that cavernous thing going on. Uh, so anyway, we have plenty of places like that. Uh, culturally, at one point we were called the brew pub capital of the world. And yeah. So, that's yeah, correct. so if you like if you like beer, <laughs> it's a great place to be. Yeah, um, a lot of it started in the Northwest. We are known for the beer. Uh, we've we've got uh, some award-winning restaurants. A couple of of the chefs who've won the uh, James Beard Award, um, but pretty much anything you like. If it's if it's great pizza or you want some uh, world-class ramen, that kind of thing, it's it's all here. So uh, you can do that. And then if you'd rather do something outdoors like picnic in the park. We have tons of choices for that, and uh, there's some really amazing hiking as well. Um, and, you know, one thing that's right outside of Portland is the Columbia Gorge, and, and I don't know how many people do or don't know about that, but that, that place is just stunning, and it's really easy to get to. You know, the, co- the coast is, you know, maybe an hour and a half away driving, and, and that's, uh, that's a beautiful coast here too. It's, it's a little rockier than uh, what you see around L.A., but um, and it's certainly not uh, you know you're not going to go lay out at the beach for sun, but you're going to you're going to be awestruck by the beauty. So it's great here. Um, it sounds very very diverse. And, and yeah. you, you you mentioned uh, population going from one million to two million or or along those lines. Um, why is what's the what's the reason for the growth? It can't all be organic. Uh, why are people relocating to the area? Well, I think like me. Um, at, at points in your life, you you look at, at where you are, where you're going, and uh, hopefully at some point you ask yourself if you're really happy and are you are you getting where you want to go and you know can you do it where you are? Uh, so for me, it it was um, I didn't see I didn't see the growth and what I wanted to do in my life being a, a, a very easy path in, in uh, California. Uh, so I researched you know, and came up with Portland as a place to be. And I think other people do something like that. You know, similarly, they, they look around and they go, well, what have you heard? Where's a great place to go? And certainly there are a lot of great places around the country. But um, um, I think if you're a West Coaster, you tend to want to stay on the West Coast. And um, if you're in Southern California, you can't go much more south than that. So you start <laughs> considering north. <laughs> Uh, if you, and if you come up here, you know, I think you, you discover that it has um, uh, just kind of a comforting feeling to me. There's something about all the trees and the mountains and everything that 
uh, it feels right, you know, just as a human being in nature, it just feels good. So I think that does attract a lot of people. And, and maybe the, just the idea of, of having somewhere that's uh, a little bit more manageable, you know, which Portland is. It's, it's, it's a big enough city, but it's small enough. Yes. And you've got, uh, what is it, like 170 bridges that go across the river back and forth? <laughs> well, is it there uh, like a dozen or so? Is it something like uh, there's a challenge to get all bridges in a day or something like that? Uh, what, what, tell me about that. Well, there, yeah, we have, uh, you know, 10 or 12 bridges. So, um, you know, I will say it's kind of funny that um, there there is this sort of a belief, I guess, with some people that if you live on the west side, you stay on the west side and on the east side like that. You know, people don't seem to like to cross bridges a lot. Uh, they they kind of stay where they are. So there is a feeling of, of a, an east side or or even a northeast, southeast culture in Portland versus a, a west side culture. Uh, so one of the things when you move here is, um, you, you know, you find out uh, which part of Portland feels right to you. It's, huh. it's kind of a it's kind of a subtle thing, but it, it really is there. Yeah, interesting. And then, then real quickly, what about uh, on the Vancouver side? Because you you have your Washington license as well, I understand, and you represent over there. Yeah, I I ended that license in 2003. Uh, I had people that were interested in seeing both sides of the river, comparing it, and you know I couldn't do it without another license over there, so I did that. And really, it's I mean just a river, so you go across the river a few minutes, and you're in a different state. So yeah. it made sense. It made sense to do that. But, uh, people looking over there, I think, most of the time, I, I'd say there are two things. Most of the time, they're looking over there because it's it's less money to buy a house over there. Maybe um, uh, something that you would pay five hundred thousand for here, or there you're going to pay four fifty, something like that. Um, huh. And and then um, people also, uh, you know, retiring. I see people going, people who live in Portland, going across the river and retiring there because Washington doesn't have a state income tax. Uh, they they do have sales tax, and and we don't in Oregon. So what you'll see is people will move there, they'll save money on their state income tax, and then they'll come over here and shop. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Okay. All right. Well, excellent. Uh, what about the uh, the mix of the people coming? Do you see everything from retirees to young families? Yeah, I, I'd say uh, it, it just—it's almost like the uh, the westward westward expansion, but without the uh, covered wagons. You know, you're you're getting <laughs> all sorts of people here. Um, and as far as why do they move here, one of the big reasons, you know, I, I help a lot of people who have relocated here, and uh, one of the things I hear over and over again is, "Hey, our grandkids are up there, and you know, we want to be by our grandkids." And, I, and like, there's no bigger magnet in the world than grandchildren. So, um, yes. You know, you see that a lot up here too, but but really, I mean, there's you can't just point a finger and say this is the reason they're moving here. There's there are all sorts of reasons, and they're coming. As we just continue to grow. And, and I think uh, kind of the the um, the other way to say that is, as you've been saying earlier, it's got something for everybody. So therefore, it's attracting you know a little bit of everybody. Uh, and that's that's nice to see because it it doesn't sound like it's a lopsided place in that regard. There's a, a very good mix. I I think so. I mean, if you're if you're in the the more you're uh, in the inner city of Portland, I'd say the more um, uh, progressive or liberal it feels. And then if if you are more conservative by nature, um, you know, more of the suburbs might be a little bit better. Uh, 
fit for you, or uh, or even if you go outside of Portland, you go into some of those small towns in Central Oregon or or you know a different part of the state. Um, right. But uh, where the where the large population is, it, it feels a little more uh, more progressive. And and how's how's the growth working out? I mean, how's how's everybody responding to the growth in terms of you know city services and individual citizens? Well, a couple of things come to mind. First of all, when I when I first moved here in '93, there was still this feeling of uh, we don't really want the Californians here, and so you you sort of hesitated when you told people you were from California. But that has so changed, uh, and primarily because we have had so many Californians move here, so the chances of uh, running to another California is great now. And it was it's kind of like we brought Trader Joe's here, so all is forgiven. So now, you know everything. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but anyway, anyway, um, uh, the the population here it feels to me it feels pretty young. I, our uh, our uh, uh, median age I believe is around thirty eight, um, and it's probably getting a little older because people are staying and they're you know they're aging in place. So that's going to make the population mean go up a little bit. Sure. Um, but um, you know, in the time that we or I'll just say it's in the time that I've been here. Um, one one thing I really uh, uh, have felt about the city and the people running the city is they care. Um, you know, it's a tough job to run a city, but uh, one of the things that they instituted here was the urban growth boundary, and that kept um, the sprawl from happening so much, and it made people kind of force towards center a little bit more, which helped to revitalize the, uh, the downtown area and also a lot of these great little uh, communities we have throughout Portland. We're, we're kind of like Seattle like that. Seattle's got a lot of the really cool neighborhoods, and Portland's got that too, and they each have their own little character. That's awesome. That's that's awesome. And that's a uh, that whole approach is working out really well because it's, uh, it, it's a quality of life issue. And if people are going to move there, they don't necessarily want it to all of a sudden become something different. They move there for a reason. Well, yeah, and if you're going to kind of concentrate the population toward the center, you have to provide an infrastructure, of course. And um, the light rail, it's called the MAX here, that was already built when I got here, and they've continued to expand it, and uh, it runs pretty well. And I, I've seen other cities that are incorporating light rail, and one of the problems is if you start doing it too late, it costs so much money. You know, the, the taxes are yes. are so high to do that. Uh, yes. So at least here they got a good jump on it, and they and they know how to do it. So they've they've, they've done a good job of transportation. Well, that, that was uh, that was kind of leading it, or that is leading into my next question about um, regional services. Are regional services keeping up? And one of the things was public transportation, but in terms of the airport, healthcare, parks, schools, things like that, are are those services kind of keeping pace with the growth? Yeah, surprisingly they are, um, but that's just uh, uh, proof that the, the people are really trying to do a good job here. And, and again, it's never going to be perfect, but I really think they're doing a good job. The, the hospitals here, uh, we have some world-class hospitals, of course, and um, I'm very happy with healthcare here. Uh, you mentioned the airport. The airport, we've won awards, and I think you know several awards. Um, it's just a to me when I go to airports, it, it's not not normal for me to feel like being in an airport is a pleasure. But um, here it's it's pretty much a pleasure to be in the airport. And um, one other thing about it here is 
the city uh, told all the uh, food concessions that they were not allowed to gouge the customers. So that the, if you come to the Portland airport and you need to get, get a meal, you'll you'll be happy with uh, what you're paying. You're not you're getting a, a good meal at a fair price here. Okay, that's interesting. And that, that's pretty unique too, by the way. It is, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of uh, that subject, along the lines of cost of living, California, of course, cost of living can be brutal. Uh, much like in support with no restrictions on prices. Um, how, does, how does your cost of living uh, compare to California? You mentioned the difference between the Portland side and the Vancouver side. Um, you know, what about the cost of a gallon of gas and cost of a you know, night on the town? Well, you know, when I, when I moved here, that's one thing I noticed right away. You know, at, at the time when I moved here, I was still what I would call new in real estate, and I hadn't you know, built a, you know, big successful business yet. So I really appreciated the cost of living being a little easier on the pocketbook. You know, gas, uh, it's a little lower. I know, every, you know, I go to California quite a bit, so I, I do see the difference in gas prices. The last couple of times I usually go to Costco for gas and, you know, it was like 229 235 a gallon these last couple of times I've gone. So it's, it's been pretty good. Um, as far as, okay. um, as far as going out, you know, the night on the town kind of an idea, um, you know, there there are some uh, really, really good restaurants where uh, you can spend a little bit more money if you want to go out. You could, for, for a couple, you know, a really good meal, bottle of wine, uh, 100 bucks is pretty easy to do here. Uh, not as easy in some other big, uh, big cities, but, uh, um, you know, certainly you can go out and, and blow a bigger water if you want to, but uh, we have so many... Uh, really wonderful little local restaurants here. The, the food is—it's just a—it's a great food scene here. So um, you could go out and spend a hundred or more um, if you want to just go out for a good casual meal. Uh, you could spend fifty bucks and have a, a, a pretty nice meal. That's that's uh, great. You've got a, you got a food and a brew pub culture. I mean, what more could people want? <laughs> I don't know. I think that does it. You know. <laughs> Well, you got in the light rail, that kind of, you know, coup de gras right there. That 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 sends it home, literally. Uh, that sounds great. Now, uh, you said that uh, Oregon has a t- uh, sales tax rate, but Washington does n- not, or is it the other? No, it's the other way around. No sales tax in Oregon, but but uh, no income tax in Washington, right? Right, right. What, so so uh, what are the different, what, what's the sales tax uh, um, in um, in Portland? Well, Portland, okay, so Portland has no sales tax on, on anything. I'm, you, I'm, I'm sorry, yes, on Washington, in Washington. In Washington, in Washington, I think it's around eight and a half, eight and maybe eight and three quarters. Um, I, I actually don't shop there that much because it's like, well, I'm in Portland. Why would I go shop over there? But, yeah. <laughs> but when I do, I think that's, that's what I'm noticing. It's, it's up in the eights. Well, that's not bad for no income tax. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, every uh, city, every everybody, they have to have money from somewhere. So you have to have taxes somewhere. We sure. do have um, a higher property tax in Oregon than they do in Washington, but um, um, I, you know, I'm not sure how it compares to California, to be honest with you. But I, I know that um, we have a, a property tax to help support the services here because it's got to come from somewhere. Oh no, absolutely. What what's the uh, property tax rate uh, up there? What is it? What's the, kind of the base rate? Well, you know, we talk about millage rate in real estate. So 
for every for every thousand dollars, you're looking at uh, between fifteen and twenty bucks, depending where you are. Uh, property taxes. Uh, it, one thing that's interesting here is um, let's let's take an example where you have two houses next door to each other, and they're they're pretty much the same house, but one person has done a bunch of remodeling. Uh, well, when they when they assess the property taxes, they can't increase by law. They can't increase more than three percent a year, and we see appreciation here that is much more than that uh, for many years. So, uh, if you've just lived in a house, let's say you've just lived in place for twenty years and you haven't done much, just maintain the house. You haven't done any major remodeling, taken out permits. You know your your taxes are going to be comparatively lower than. Uh, a lot of other houses around you. Now, if you have that next-door neighbor that has that same house and they do a kitchen remodel and they have to get permits, now they can get reassessed at the current uh, value. So right. you might get a pretty sweet uh, property tax here. Um, and then, you know, on the other hand, it might be a little higher uh, depending on the situation with um, how new the house is or when permits were done. Okay, so they, uh, uh, once once the work gets done, if they've done a on a permit, then uh, they get reassessed when the job is when the job is done, right? That opens the door for uh, the tax assessor. You know, they there you can, go. They can come back and say, "Good, now we can get a little bit more money for the city." Okay. Yeah. Funny thing about permits like that. Yeah. What's the uh, What's the uh, local median price or average home price? What's the, you know the range that that you see most often? Well, as far as a, a median goes, um, it, you know, if you look up stats, it's going to tell you four hundred and fifty thousand um, dollars, and every month it goes up, you know, a couple thousand bucks. Uh, but you know, if you're going to, assuming you want to be in the city of Portland, um, you're going to you're going to find something for four fifty thousand, like a three bedroom, two bath. But if you want something that's uh, you know a little bit more, uh, say, uh, updated. Uh, and if you want to be closer in, uh, one of the cool neighborhoods, like I was kind of mentioning earlier, you're going to probably do 550, 550,000 just as a starting point. And so usually it'll be a little bit more than that. Um, and then something different here, I think Californians don't have this mindset. We have a mindset about basements here because there, a lot of the older homes were built with basements. And, yes. um, you know, you could... You, you might say, okay, I'm going to get a three three bedroom, two bath house, uh, pay you know five hundred thousand for it. There's a really good chance that uh, that house will be something like twenty five hundred square feet. And that seems like a lot, but then again, you've got nine hundred or a thousand square feet in the basement, and it may be unfinished. Um, you know, I I have a, a, a listing coming on now that's unfinished, and I know whoever buys it's going to finish it off because uh, that's really common here. People like to get their, their basements and Right. To a family room, put another bedroom in, whatever. Yeah, we, we're big on outdoor living here. We've got these outdoor kitchens, which are all the rage, and mm-hmm. everybody's, you know, decking out their 500 square feet of outdoor living. Uh, but that's your answer to it, is you've got a, uh, a little bit more indoor living that's possible with a huge basement. Yeah, I, you know, I, I think people are surprised, uh, and I was, when I first came here and I, and I looked for a house for myself, I, I got down in the basement of the first house I bought here, and I was like, there's another house down here. You know, so. <laughs> yeah, really? Exactly. Uh, well, what, about, um, what about new construction? Is, is there new construction going on? Is it meeting demand, or what's going on there? 
Well, in the city of Portland, because it's been developed so much over the years, it's it's pretty hard to find, um, let's say, a new, a new uh, construction development. For something like that, you're going to go out to areas like, uh, uh, I don't know if you know the areas at all, but it's, it's Oregon City, Tiger, those kind of outlying uh, suburban uh, cities. That's where there is some land that's still available where you can get some developments. Otherwise, there's spot building, a lot of uh, contractors or builders want to find something that maybe is a tear down and, um, you know, you'll, you'll find a new house within an old neighborhood here and there. But if you're really, really looking for a lot of choice and you want to go to a development, then you're going to go on the outskirts of Portland and certainly across the river in Vancouver. There's a lot more land available for building in Vancouver. And, and I, I'd say most Right now, I've got new construction in escrow on both sides of the river, but I'd say more, most times it's going to be on the Vancouver side. All right. There you go. Interesting. It's something for people to uh, to consider because a lot of people moving into a new area might want to might want to get a brand new home. Uh, yeah. So that's good. Uh, there's there's possibilities there. They just aren't going to be in the core of the city. Probably not. Um, you know, some people will uh, find an old house and buy it and then hire somebody and create their dream home there. And, and I think um, I saw that a lot in Southern California, too, where uh, people could, because of land value being so high, it could make sense to, to buy an old house and actually just remove it and start over. Yes, absolutely. What about uh, somebody coming into town and not knowing exactly where they want to live? Can they get a, a rental for, you know, short-term rental, three, six months, or do they have to go for a one-year lease? One-year leases are more popular, but um, I do get people, especially, you know, I always do think about Californians moving up here, and, and they'll ask me, you know, what should I do? I want to rent for a while and really get to know the area, and I said, that's a great idea. Um, I, I recommend hot pads for a rental search, and I think anybody could put that on their computer or their phone and do a search and get an idea of what's here. But um, the vacancies are they're pretty low. You know, you think about people moving here, and uh, you can't build um, as fast as you want to when you get a lot of people moving at one time. So, uh, at, in the same uh, uh, by the same token, the the, the rentals are kind of low. So, you have to get on it. You have to uh, you re really make the effort to find something. But you can do it. But it's like anything else. If if you're if you're uh, taking action, you're going to get it done. Absolutely. What you focus on, you get. Yeah. Well, uh, any other advice for out-of-state buyers coming your way? Well, I think the best thing to do, unless unless you really know the area, the best thing to do is you know call somebody you know here or or me. You know, I'm, that's one reason I'm here is uh, call me and uh, ask any questions you want. If, if someone's going to move here, uh, I want to find out what their goals are. You know, why are you moving here? What do you want to get done? What do you like? You know, what's your what's your daily life like? You know, I try to determine, you know, or help them with with uh, deciding on an area that's good for them, that's a good fit. And it might be part of it might be financial. You know, if they have so much money to spend and they want to, uh, you know, get a certain kind of house, then I I know that they go well. I want to get you know something for three hundred fifty thousand in Central Portland, one of the great old houses. It's like well, this, that's not going to happen, but. You know, I can find them in the right direction. Right, uh, right. But, but I think, you know, you have to start with that conversation. You've you got you to gotta find out what people want, um, and then, then, it, then the education starts. And that's really largely what, uh, what we do, I think, uh, 
pretty much more than anything is, is educate people and really help them to get some clarity on, on what their options are and, and how they can, uh, you know, get what they want. And, and the education goes both ways, too. You know, they're trying to, trying to um, understand what's available and what, uh, you know, what, what their choices are. And then, of course, you're, you're trying to find out about them, what, what it is they like, and that's where the magic begins. You marry the two together, and you've got a real focused search on your hands all of a sudden. Yeah. So um, that's good. That's very good. Well, lastly, uh, as we wrap up, I've got two questions I like to ask. One is, as realtors, we wear a lot of different hats. And I'm curious what your favorite hat is when you're working as a realtor. You know, that's actually pretty easy for me. Um, since the time I started in the service industry, uh, you know, when I did that right to the end, I loved uh, seeing people happy with the results. You know, like if I worked fine dining, I wanted to make sure they had an experience where they, uh, you know, I studied food and wine so I, I could help them, you know, craft that great evening. And, and then I just wanted to make sure they had the, the best experience they could. And then once I transitioned over into real estate, it was it was really about the same thing, you know. It, you know, the, the meal is a lot less money than the house, but but uh, you know, you're trying to you're trying to get everything done for them, and when it's all over and they've closed escrow and they're moving in, you want them to feel really good about this. Is I'm so happy we got this house, and and um, you know, we had somebody to navigate us through the process. Some you know, sometimes as you know. Um, Buying a house, it, it might not be that difficult, but sometimes it really is. It, you just never know until you get in the middle of it because you're, you're talking about a lot of moving parts and people and, you know, personalities and all that stuff. So if, yes. you, can, if you can get people into their house and they're very happy, that's what it's all about, you know. And, you know, it doesn't hurt to hear somebody say, hey, we couldn't have done it without you, and you get all the thank yous, and that part's great too, that, you know, that's great feedback for us, but really none of that's going to happen unless you're really focusing on the client and you're making sure that they get what they want and have that great experience. Well said. Well said. So a service hat. So that could be a hard hat. That could be a, <laughs> yeah. that could be a, a mater d's hat. Uh, Brian, Brian's got a lot of hats, but the idea is service. So if you want some good service, uh, Brian, Brian's your man. Uh, what do you what do you do to keep it fun for your clients? Uh, I guess while you're serving them, or well, for, your, for your team or the people you work with as well. Um, you know, a sense of humor I think uh, is really important, and in the times that we have now with COVID and everything, I think it, humor is uh, maybe even a little bit more important. Uh, so I want people to relax. I, I think if you know, if you if you're relaxed, your your mind, your 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 being is going to be more opened up and uh, take in the process and and uh, uh, navigate the process. I think easier. So, I want to have a little bit of fun in there, and I'll, I'll kid around with people a little bit. But the the thing that you have to always uh, convey to somebody is that you know what you're doing. You got you got to show them that you know your profession, you know your market. Um, and that they'll have the confidence and the trust in you that, hey, I'm with the right person. I'm gonna, I'm the, I don't have to worry about this. They're going to make sure I'm okay. So um, I want to do that mix of, uh, you know, let's relax, have a, have a good time with this, uh, but let's seriously look at uh, what's going on here. You know, I, I, I always point out things when I show people houses, um, 
that uh, basically, like if they were going to go to a home inspection, they're going to know about before they ever meet the home inspector. I'll let them know. Uh, so that's part of that teaching process. Uh, so you know, I want them to feel like when they get finished, um, they really know a lot more about houses now. Um, and again, that it was it was fun getting there. Very good, very good. When when we can help them become a become an expert in their own in their own right, uh, that's that's the way that's the way it makes it the most fun and the most uh, successful for everybody. So good. Good, good, good focus. Well, all right then. Uh, all of it, all of it very well said. Thank you so much for all your, your insights. I just love learning more about all of our network agents. And we know, you and I know so many throughout the West. Uh, but it's fun, fun getting to know them even more and the areas that they represent. Uh, so thank you very much for joining us. I, I really appreciate your time. And, and I hope you enjoyed being on the show. Yeah, Dick, thank you so much for asking me. Uh, you know, I just you know kind of going in 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 line with what you were just saying about uh knowing people and you know our especially with people like you and me you know being uh, affiliated with the coaching uh through Buffini company that we have we've met so many great people you know that's how I met you you know and, and we've developed these relationships we go to these uh conferences a few times a year and um, over the years, uh, the relationships get deeper, and you really get to know the people, and, and they become true friends and people you trust. And, and you know, when it comes time that you have a, a client that you need to refer to their area, you know that you can do it confidently, and and that you you don't have to worry about getting you know that feedback like why did you send me to this person? They're terrible. You know, you know it's going to be the other way around, and every everybody's going to be happy and. To me, that's what it's all about. I mean, this is all about developing relationships and doing it while you're helping people. So that's that's what we do. Now, th that is so true, Brian, and that's exactly what uh, what got me to to develop this program is to allow people kind of a an insight as to how how we work and all the different people that we know, and that really is the crux of it. And uh, it couldn't be more spot on. Um, we feel confident with each other as if we were working in the same office together. And mm -hmm. that's, that means everything in a transaction. Yes. Well, I'm sure we will be talking very soon um, on a lot of matters, and we will be getting together in the spring is, is our current plans. So uh, when we do get down there, I think it's going to be in Arizona, outside of uh, Phoenix, I believe. Right. Um, I hope we can take some time to enjoy a meal and uh, uh, break a little bread and have a few laughs. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, best wishes, Brian, from me to you. Uh, best wishes for an excellent rest of your year. Thank you so much. Thank you, Dick. All the best to you. And um, I really do look forward to uh, May when we get together again. It's, it's always fun to, to share what's happening in between uh, the time before. And uh, I, I really look forward to it. Very good. Well, uh, enjoy yourself, and we will talk soon. All right. Thank you very much. All right, Brian. Bye-bye. Bye, Dick. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that was Brian Arakelian from Portland, Oregon, slash Vancouver, Washington. And he, as you can tell, he is such an experienced professional, ready to help you land on both feet in the greater Portland, Vancouver area. You can just take your pick up there. Uh, if you would like me to introduce you to Brian, uh, 
please feel absolutely uh, free to contact me, and I will be happy to hook you up. He is uh, such a gem, and I know that you'll uh, I know that you'll get comfortable with him right away. To learn a little bit more about me, you can Google me as uh, Dick Crawford Realtor. I'm always available for your real estate needs here in North Orange County, and I have trustworthy colleagues throughout Southern California, uh, as well as the, re- uh, the West, such as Brian, uh, trustworthy colleagues who can help you in areas that I do not serve. But that's all for today. Thank you so much for listening, and until next time, be good, be well, be safe. Take care now. Bye-bye.